So let's start off with doing this right. Hmm. Oh. What is this? It's a chocolate chip muffin. And we also have Hada. Hey, Hada, what's happening in Melee? This is the third take. We had one scuffed recording on Saturday. We just had a three-minute scuffed recording just now. But this is the real time, I hope. This is going to be the real time where we talk about all the craziest things that happened this weekend. We missed out on some of it on Saturday. That's why we're doing it again. I really appreciate it. Hada, how's it going? Oh, it's going all right. Um, I, you know, there's some developments in my personal life. You know, I literally just got off shift. I got off work. I'm still in my work clothes. Um, I'm also releasing a comedy video tonight. And Woo-hoo! the reason we had the second scuffed recording is I forgot that my recording software pulls like 99% of the capability of my PC. <laughs> For some reason, it's just, I, I either need to upgrade my PC, downgrade my recording, my editing software, or both. Um, but regardless, um, it totally toasted it when I tried to also record the podcast and have that run in the background. It was not a smart thing to do. But regardless, say we're here and we have lots to talk about, man. We have Black Empowerment Melee Invitational. We have the postponement of Double Down and this huge Evo announcement that kind of rocked the greater FTC community for lack of a better term. But how are we going to get started here? You know what? We we did one way last time. This time we're going to switch it up once again. Let's talk with the Evo news. This is the whole reason why we're re- we are recording this again, the Melee news happenings of the week. So on Saturday, Evo makes an announcement on their official Twitter, and I will actually read most of it verbatim because I have it saved here. <clears throat> Please join us March 8th at 5 p.m. PST on twitch.tv slash Evo for the Evo 2022 announcement show. While we're thankful for all the amazing games joining us later this year in Las Vegas, we want to let you know in advance that Super Smash Bros. will not be making a return appearance. Since 2007, we've seen historic Super Smash Bros. moments created at Evo's events. We are saddened that Nintendo has chosen not to continue that legacy with us this year. In the future, we hope to once again celebrate the Super Smash Brothers community alongside them. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that, sorry. The oh my gosh okay was my part. End quote. Nintendo is once again doing the thing and scoring the points is the wrong way to phrase it, but they're just, they're making me sad. Ahada, mm-hmm. I have so many things I want to say, but I'll let you start because I read the whole thing. So you you go first. I'm gonna yeah. start on I'm gonna start on this puppy here. <laughs> well, we got the chocolate chip muffin rolling, but most importantly, I think you know as I was reading it for the first time on my tw- own Twitter feed, I was you know half the halfway through and I'm like, God, Evo shafting us again. Uh, we're not gonna make the lineup. They're even telling us beforehand not to get excited. Unbelievable. And then I'm like. It's because Nintendo doesn't want to work with us. And I'm like, oh, it's like it's like we keep going back to that X that did us wrong over and over and over again. And they keep telling us, you know, we got you next time. We've changed. We swear. And then they keep sleeping with our best friend over and over and over again. It's super messed up every single time. We keep putting trust in them that we get some good good out of it. And then all of a sudden we got nothing. And, you know, a lot of people are theorizing that, you know, they don't want to either one split time with Sony having two major tech corporations being the big names at Evo. Of course, Sony being the figurehead because they purchased the rights to Evo um, or that they've already committed a huge amount to the PG circuit, which, of course, I'm still not getting my hopes up about. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm, I'm very much so a cynicist when it comes to thinking about this PG circuit. Something's going to go wrong. 
some drama is going to go by the wayside and they're going to, you know, press the thumb on our connective back of our necks, pinning us to the ground once again. And we're going to be like, oh, we get a circuit, we get a circuit, but it's super scuffed. There's going to be something wrong with it. And now we don't even have Evo to lean back on to be, you know, that mecha, that super big crowning achievement. Because when you think back to it, the true, true gamers in the Melee community, you know, the people who actually think about, um, like melee as beyond just melee like as a esport as a career as a job and even better as a true fighting game you'll look no farther than leffen and leffen wasn't the guy that's like i'm gonna win genesis i'm gonna win big house i'm gonna win shine i'm gonna win smash con which are arguably bigger and more important tournaments for the smash community. he goes no i'm gonna win evo I'm going to be an Evo champion because in the grand scheme of things, if you're an Evo champion, you're greater than the Smash community. You've transcended all the notoriety that you can drive from being one of the best Smash players in the world. There are so few people in the world who can say they're an Evo champion. Leffen can say that about multiple games now. And now that I think about it, it breaks my heart to think that we're not going to have more Evo champions crowned because we have, uh, we have, it's Ken. From 2007, we have Mango, Hbox, and Armada splitting the general populace of the rest of them and then finishing it off with Big Wumbo William, Big Lef, crowning us off as the final melee at Evo and then thinking even towards the Ultimate community, there was only one Ultimate Evo and Leo came in, won it through losers in a really dramatic fashion over Tweak and then came out as the Evo champion, the first and last Ultimate Evo champion. And I would love to see one of the new rising stars from Ultimate claim an Evo title. I would love to see someone dethrone Leo at his most consistent, dominant tournament series. Leo has been so crazy consistent in Evo. I don't think he's placed lower than third at any Evo he's gone to. But again, I'm not the craziest Ultimate statistician. But, you know, I, I just, I, it breaks my heart, man. It really does. I It wasn't the biggest tournament for me, but it's just the notoriety. It's that huge bright shining gold star on the top of your resume like i'm an evo champion and no smash player is gonna have that ever again yes i appreciate evo's optimism that next year will be different because maybe they're thinking well nintendo's only gonna want one they're only gonna want to run one pg circuit in allyship with the panda the panda esports org okay let, let's start with this why would nintendo want to do something like this okay the first thing that you can think of is Nintendo wants to concentrate on their own thing. They want to put all of their effort and time and resources, aka money, into the Panda X Nintendo circuit for North America in particular. Okay, sure. So what does that have to do with Evo? Think about it. All tournaments until this year, supposedly, have been run not on the dime of Nintendo to the even not even to the tiniest fraction of a degree because most of the time when we hear about sponsorships for big tournaments like Genesis or the Big House sponsorships basically mean the the tournament organizers are forced to run Splatoon ads are forced to run Arms ads or Pokemon ads not truly oh yeah we're gonna throw you fifty thousand dollars the Big House pat on the back you have really kept the scene going no it's more of like you will run our ads and get no money and we're not gonna really help out help out with setups oh also we want half of your vendor floor and we're not gonna really yeah that's you're not gonna make any money off of that either. You're welcome. <laughs> so, so this is this is ridiculous because 
Evo would obviously take on all the costs, all the, the liability, this, that, or the third, because they know that Evo has such a big part of success owed to the Smash community. Some of the biggest events that Evo has ever seen, and not that it's all Smash, okay? The other fighting games have had rich history with Evo going back even further than Smash Brothers because the first time was 2007, and Evo's gone back to maybe like 2000 or something. So it's not all Smash, but some of the biggest moments, you think about Hungerbox, you think about Armada, you think about Mango, those wins, especially from 2013 to 2018, were some of the most watched events and then later with smash 4 and smash ultimate like you said smash ultimate at evo in 2019 had over 3,000 entrants i think it might have even been like 3,500 it was insane and so evo of course wants to have a big part of their tournament there accounted for all the people all the viewers you know people like viewing it from home into up into the 250,000s quarter of a million live concurrent viewers that's such a big deal so nintendo goes well, we don't really want to divert attention away from our thing, and we want control. I think that's what it ultimately comes down to, because generally speaking, from what we can tell from the very little teeny tiny crumbs that we pick up here and there, such as Evo saying themselves, this is Nintendo. We wanted to have at least one Smash game at Evo, if not two. I mean, hey, Pokemon was going to team up with Ludwig and bring us Melee back at Evo, right? Supposedly not, because not even Pokemon's call. Nintendo does not want to work with Sony. Nintendo doesn't work with Smash in general because I, I liken this to Bathwater, last example. This is a weird example, but what are you, what is, what's going to happen if you pour more water into a bathtub? So what? You have more water. Everyone's happy. I don't understand what the problem is with having two super awesome big tournaments, one put on by Sony that happens to have Smash and one put on by Nintendo. What are you worried about? It makes no uh, To me, it makes no sense. I need to take a break. I'm turning it back over to you. Yeah, it's it's definitely just a really confusing time, especially if you're not sitting in those boardrooms, you're not making those big corporate decisions. And I'm sure there's got to be some sort of, I'm again, I'm giving a lot of benefit of the doubt that Nintendo's just not being a bully on the playground, being like, sorry, this is my toy and you can't have it sort of thing. We're already, you know, taking them and doing their fancy little circuit, which again, I'm still very skeptical. I don't think it's going to be that great. Again, crossing my fingers. I hope it's phenomenal, but zero expectations. Um, and I, I, I hope to God that the PG circuit is worth losing Evo because regardless of Melee not being at the last Evo, it was still good for the Smash community as a whole because we will, even as the Melee community, we still will get those random ultimate kids that are like, oh, Melee is pretty big at my local let me enter melee you know um i know i'm going to my first local after watching tweak win evo 2022 um for smash ultimate and i'm gonna go to this local and it's gonna be super fun oh wait there's melee i played that as a kid let me go enter that i have my gamecube controller ain't no thing and then you get some adjacent melee viewership you get some adjacent melee players sponsorships etc just by having a smash title people will be like wait this game's kind of cool but wait why is there one from 2001 still so active and so popular it, it drives the question it drives conversation even if melee is not even there so in the grand scheme of things i really just don't see the loss for nintendo for just like you said at the beginning of of your piece it's it's a very grassroots feel where Nintendo's never shelled out big dollars to help us run events. It's not a money problem. 
It's literally an ego problem. It's a legal problem. And I hope to God there's an actual legal explanation that they can't have us at Evo. By the way, hi, cat. Chalice um, cat. Yeah, that's Breakfast. That's my cat. Her name is Breakfast. And yes, I my cat you, is Breakfast. breakfast. Gosh, she's so cute. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I hope to God there's an actual reasonable legal explanation for all of this because she knows she's on camera. That makes me mad. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's it's absolutely wild to me that this is even a conversation that we have to have. It's like, yeah, but they're focusing on PG circuit. It's like, no, they're not. They just don't want to share the floor with Sony. And that's literally all I can think of it reasonably being because there's definitely not a money problem involved. It makes no sense. We're all just sitting around like going, there's no reason for this. There's no reason for this that we can that we can understand from our perspective, the consumer perspective of why this would be necessary because you can't like the ideals of Nintendo's company values, like a family-friendly company selling cool games. Okay, cool. What does that have to do with running video game tournaments? Because that's not going to be their biggest piece ever. They're never going to be that company that is catering to the to, to the hardcore audience. They've made that clear for the better part of two decades now. Okay, so if somebody else wants to do it and we're not broadcasting, I don't know, NC-17 content alongside of Mario and everything else, I don't understand and I'm very upset. And I will continue to be upset. So there's this whole thing about how most Nintendo people who get ma angry at Nintendo just turn around and buy their products. Not me. No, I'm not going to financially support Nintendo. I don't pay for Nintendo online. I haven't paid for a new Nintendo game. So you can at least look at me and say that person deprives themselves very pathetically. Their $60 here and there. <laughs> Nintendo's really going to be missing that. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're not going to be missing it. Why would they care about a couple of more hundred thousand dollars? Because they're a billion dollar company. Why would they care about that if somebody else wants to put that kind of an investment into a tournament? Just imagine if they just left left us alone. And I think that's what most of the Smash community says. They say, I would just prefer if Nintendo just stayed out of it altogether. The ultimate community is hopefully picking up on some of this, by the way. Hada, this is the first time that they've been told no, I think, in their entire lifetime so far. Because <laughs> all the DLC is out. Dead game, right? I mean, Dead the game. fact that Ultimate is not even able to be at Evo, that's kind of, that's kind of telling. That's kind of concerning because... Unless there's another Smash game coming out, what if Nintendo's like, well, Sakurai's not making another Smash game. We're not going to come out with another Smash game for our next system because maybe this isn't worth the hassle. It's great money, but maybe this isn't worth the hassle. Maybe this is our last Smash game for a system or two. I don't know. That's probably not going to happen. There will be another Smash game. It makes too much money. But all that to say, the marketing angle, that makes no sense to them. So I guess you could say, theoretically, there's nothing new to promote for Smash. So why would we endorse more smash events to be run especially since again our reputation as a family-friendly company is out there on the line because of all these sweaty gamers wanting to decide who is the best by having fair no items no hazard stages it's ridiculous so ultimate experiencing some of the pain some of the daddy nintendo hurt us and this will probably happen again since there are other big events that are happening this summer. We haven't heard anything about Shine, 
being a thing yet, but I know that in July there's supposed to be Double Down, and we'll talk about that in a second. And there's also supposed to be SmashCon in August, SmashCon in Chantilly, Virginia. So those are two really big historical-sized events. I guess Double Down is the spiritual succeeder to to the to the Royal Flush tournament, but it's being put on by VGBC. It will be a big tournament. It'll at least be a major. So this is all kind of concerning for where they decide to go as far down the line as they need to to say hey we're we're going to be the center focus here nothing else is happening that's a big scale tournament series except for our thing i hope that isn't what it turns out to be but i guess since they started with the biggest one that would be evo because you're right like you said hot evo is the biggest thing i mean of course you want to say you're an EVO winner. And that's a great thing to put onto your resume. It captures more than just the Smash community. It captures the entire fighting game community. So maybe that's where they stop because it's Sony, because it's the biggest one. But who's to say they're not going to start looking up, okay, what's the hmm, what's the next biggest tournament series? Okay, Double Down, Smash Con? Yeah, you get out of the way. We're, 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 summer's ours, okay? You could do whatever you want in the winter when the, uh, the virus is at its all-time peak each and every winter and blah, blah, blah. I just... I'm really nervous about that kind of stuff going down too at the moment. Right. And I think you made a very good point where at the grand scheme of things, we don't want, like we just want hands off. Like you can be, you know, the shadow in the back of the corner, you know, yes, you made the game. Congratulations. You made one of the best games I've ever played in my whole life. Good good on you, Nintendo 2001, Matsuhiro Sakurai, absolutely depraved coffee ridden. Those coders were real, real upset. I love Kat. Sorry, she's really cute. But anyway, you know, awesome to see, you know, that you made a great game. Big ups. Love that. But we have endured and we've existed without your without you holding our hand for so long. Why are why does Nintendo continue to insist that that we can't exist without them? And I feel like that's the the mentality where this decision comes from. It's like, okay, we are the deciding factor. You really need us. You need our endorsement. You need our sponsorships. You need our this. It's like in the grand scheme of things, we can get 2,000 CRTs out of Blur's garage, take them to Las Vegas in a U-Haul truck, and figure it out. It's not that difficult. Gimmer can show up with his laptop and his mics and his headphones that are uncomfortable and there will be commentators there to fill the seats. There'll be commentators there to make those moments. And the players will come. We don't need Nintendo to fly out our top players. We're just going to do it ourselves. Cloud9 will do it for us. Team Liquid will do it for us. TSM will do it for us. Like, we have such a great infrastructure already without the use of Big Daddy Nintendo. And, you know, I but selfishly, if we had a relationship with our parent company, like CSGO has with Valve, like Halo has with Microsoft, like um, Activision had with the Call of Duty circuits for so long, where they fully endorsed, pumped money, pumped prize pots, secured amazing venues, amphitheaters, and amazing stage and production value to make those majors, you know, give them a concert beforehand, have Riot, you know, make you music videos, animate anime girls and champions and whatever <laughs> the heck riots doing anymore i play league league's great but whatever you know Le- riot fully endorses their competitive esports audience and that's our main selling point we are a competitive game we love our competitive audience yes people casually play league a ton of people are 
silver, bronze, iron, awful casual players. And that's the majority of the player base. But we're going to focus on that top 1%. Because when you play a competitive game, which Smash, at least Melee for certain, people don't play Melee casually anymore. Not anymore. It is a competitive game. It is a fighting game. And if you can fully invest that the whole point of playing this game anymore is to strive to be that top 1%, is to strive to be on your local PR, is to get that combo video clips, is to make content, is to do a podcast with your friend on the weekends once a week. There, That's an investment you can make and you can foster. And it's like... It's like keeping a plant alive. Put us in the sun, give us a little water, and leave us the fuck alone, man. It's not hard. It's really not hard. So where do we go from here? The answer is, as per usual, for the Melee people who have gone through this ever since the beginning of time, before most of the Ultimate kids were born, basically the idea is proceed cautiously forward, as per usual. I guess... Some of the reactions to this is just like business as usual. Nintendo hates us. We're just going to have to keep it moving. And like you said, with the whole plant analogy, <laughs> Nintendo's tried to like shove us under a drawer, hoping, oh gosh, please die, please die. And then pulls us out and somehow we've mutated again and they go, oh fuck, no. So, <laughs> we are now cave fungus. We live yes. in the dark. We feed off scum. So we that's the us, whole, that's the whole thing. And keep us in the dark. <laughs> We just got to keep, we just have to keep surviving as per usual. Another angle, of course, is Ludwig <laughs> once again. <laughs> it's, it's a meme at this point. I would rather have Ludwig, instead of Ludwig tweeting out, yo, smash, I got you. I'd rather Ludwig say, yo, smash, I finally have enough money to go after Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Ludwig buys Nintendo. Unbelievable. <laughs> Ludwig buys the intellectual property rights to be able to stream tournaments whenever the heck we want to. That would be so I cool. actually wonder, I mm -hmm. wonder how much the IP rights to Melee are. Is there a figure out there? It's, it's going to be an exuberantly high amount on Nintendo's part to ever part mm -hmm. away with even one games. But theoretically, Melee has no third-party characters. They're all property of Nintendo. I guess Donkey Kong might be the exception because Donkey Kong's technically rare. I guess, but he's in every single Nintendo game. I don't think that they would have such a... Yeah, okay, all that to say, if we put a number on it, Nintendo, I heard, you've heard this before too, right? Where they were approached by MLG, please let us stream Melee, please let mm -hmm. us stream Brawl, Smash 4, please. And Nintendo said, okay, 50K per tournament. I, that's what I heard at some point. I think the Anonymous Smasher, I think that's where I heard it from that twit longer that came out near the end mm -hmm. of 2020. Uh even if that's not true, <laughs> to be able to stream Melee and have that be owned by either Ludwig or Gimmer or or Beyond the Summit, one of the bigger streaming peoples that, that do all the Melee events for us, at least I should say the big ones, mm -hmm. if that number were less than $20 million, I would be super surprised. That's, a, that's a, at least a starting number, I would say. Yeah. Like to be able to stream this game with no legal repercussions, you can have UCF, you can do you could do anime lay during top eight, you can have corporate logo sponsors in the background of Pokemon Stadium, you could do whatever you That'd want. So Twenty sick. million dollars. I, I think that would at least that would be like the lowest number I could see them going with. So that that to me does not seem realistic. But Ludwig running the biggest tournament of all time, either in Las Vegas or somewhere else in the United States sometime this year in the year of 2022, that's a good start. I almost wonder <laughs> I almost wonder if he announces like he knows it's happening, 
but he only tells the public two weeks in advance so that Nintendo <laughs> could like has very limited options on what they can do in terms of trying to pull the plug. That'd be outrageous, but you know, Those I, I love tickets. <laughs> yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone's sitting on like an extra eight hundred dollars. Like, where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? <laughs> Southwest.com is booted up at all times. Anyway, um, shout out to Southwest, I guess. But uh, <laughs> thinking about tournaments, man. Um, not only do we have tournament scape coming around for the summer of Smash, but another big development in the past week was uh, Double Down, which is going to be. Like you said, the spiritual successor to Royal Flesh, you know, that that uh, casino-esque environment tournament, um, actually getting pushed back to July. So a lot of people who were kind of feeling a little claustrophobic with like those six weeks where there was three major tournaments in a row, a lot of people picking and choosing. I've heard there's a lot of sides of relief. And of course, the people who have financially invested ahead to double, double, double down already, still kind of, you know, beating themselves up about it. Hopefully they can get them their flights, hotels venue etc refunded or at least passed on and rescheduled to that july date i know that it's for me personally that july date works a lot better for me i would love to go to double down um dan's demand uh aka rank one in nevada in melee and i think top 10 in ultimate as well he's just a gamer really close Ooh. friend of mine would love to find go out to las vegas to see my friend and um going to a big tournament as well for the first time in a long time would be great and uh, july definitely works better for me so um thank you guys homies trying to head to double down july you're gonna hang out with hada be a good time get a beer go to the bar have a burger see some melee I'm down all hopefully very very safely as well uh, that would be the other angle of course for delaying back double down but gimmer definitely said hey this can be this can be our evo <laughs> and i know that gimmer is saying that because it's his event he wants it to succeed but it's true if it's in las vegas it's in the summertime i mean come on for me, I I don't think I'll be going to Double Down, the uh, big tournament I will be going to, since I announced this the last time we recorded that got scratched, is I will be going to Pound. So that's near the end of April. It's right after Genesis. So it will be a back-to-back -back thing. There are a lot of people going to Genesis, so I'm not expecting to see a ton of people at Pound per se. I just hope that some of the big players decide to go crazy like Ginger. I imagine Ginger will be at Pound at the very least. Yeah. I feel bad saying that. I'm just assuming that. But then again, I did see a tweet. Ginger's planning on going to as many tournaments as he can. So hopefully Pound. I will be there. I'll be there to go 0-2 and then do content, cheer on everybody, top eight, all that stuff. Be going down with some friends. So it's very exciting. Very exciting to have that kind of plan in place, even if we don't know exactly what COVID's going to be like at that time. Is Hopefully, as safe as possible, follow protocols, do all that stuff too. This is important. I know, especially Melee, and I guess Ultimate too, since their online sucks, but we all really love playing Smash in person, that there's there's a certain feeling that you get when you're playing next to the person on the same CRT or on the same monitor, depending on your preferences, and you get to... You get to have those moments together and on a discord call and on a good computer, which I don't have presently, you can have those kind of, but how do you can speak to this so much better than I can. It's just not the same. Like I've gone to a few locals now uh, before, before the winter came in and those were awesome. I mean, I, I can't wait until they start back up again, hopefully in the next month or so. We've just been holding off because again, COVID stuff, but we really want to see all these events continue to happen and succeed in the summer and that Nintendo just... Use them all alone. If you want to have Evo because it's PlayStation and Sony, fine. Jeez, 
back off. As, as much as I can say that a human who does not have many billions of dollars in my offshore accounts like you have, Nintendo, back off. Yeah. yeah and uh, I could definitely echo the sentiment of going to the local, playing with your friends. And then for me, you know, coming up when I was an Ohio player, um, it was like, yeah, I loved going to the local and, you know, trying to play for fourth or third or whatever and inevitably get, you know, double four stocked by Cal, regardless of how good I got. Now, Essie, Essie's still a top player. Shout out to Essie. Um, and then going to regionals and like getting absolutely molly walked by the real thing in Flash and Dreffin and Hanky Panky. But the real thing about going to the locals is all your friends are now right there. So you can go and you can go hang out at Canes for a few hours. You can go and cheer for um, your friends as well. They're still in bracket. And even if you bust her out here, even if you're playing amazing, you will have friends there to hang out with, make those relationships and make those memories. And, um, you know, honestly, trying to think of no greater memories and no pride for myself as a player than seeing two of my boys get top four at uh, the Black Empowerment Melee Invitational. So, of course, Flash and the real thing getting second and fourth respectively two of the the two best falcos in ohio bar none um and of course the real thing multiple times on the mium top 100 rank um and flash you know beating ginger at riptide um spawning the meme flash is greater than ginger and of course if you know flash like you're an ohio player and if you know him on that level you know flash is a top 50 level player flash is so fucking good man he is so good um and then you know a little bit of texas pride in my heart got billy bo peep taken first um a good friend of mine that i met at uh, dreamhack atlanta and multiple tournaments before had actually full bloom two was when i first met king momo placing fifth uh malachi peach brother of mine and prometheus one of my favorite ganons to watch so and uh salt also texas so i actually love this entire top eight i don't know dewan that well he's beaten me in two money matches he's a really nice guy but i don't know him <laughs> like that but um you know, seven out of the top eight are my homies, you know, man, that's not too bad. Not too bad. Great tournament series. So shout outs to, young, or I say at Young Waffle on Twitter, but Brandon, we're, we're talking about homemade waffles for putting on another great Black Melee Empowerment Invitational. Just to continue to say, hey, the, 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 the Black community that's within Smash has a has real presence. Talented players is, is a spectrum and... There's, there's, there's lots of be positivity to be had, but also raising support for black businesses and black charities. So Brandon speaks so much more eloquently to this on the episode that he was on with TOF and PPMD on Radio Melee. So I highly suggest you all go check that out to hear from a natural person's uh, voice in Brandon's to be able to speak better to it. But the performances of all these players for the top eight in particular, or I should say top 12 uh, on Sunday, yesterday, Super good games. I was really impressed with King Momo. I was really impressed with the real thing for going on a great loser's run, just getting slightly edged out on a great loser's run by Billy Bo Peep, who started the day in losers and went all the way through. Let's just recap this. 3-1 over question. 3-0 over Malachi over... That's is that that's Malachi, right? Yeah, uh, it's it was Messenger, but it's Malka, yeah. Malka. Right. And then Billy Popeep, 3-1 over Salt, 3-0 over, over the real thing, 3-0 <laughs> over Shroomed, and then 3-1 versus Flash in, in set one of Grand Finals, 3-0 in the second set. 
just absolutely crushing everybody. And I thought for sure that when Grand Finals started, Billy Bo Peep versus Flash, Flash is in winners, Billy Bo Peep coming out of losers, I thought there's a certain amount of steam that you're going to run out of eventually. I know that they haven't been close game five kind of sets in order to get there, but you started the day in losers all the way from top 12 getting up to Grand Finals. And Flash, I mean, Flash was playing super hot the whole weekend. There's no reason to assume, oh, 3 one three zero. I mean, Billy Bo Peep put on a show yesterday. Yeah, Billy definitely. Um, a player that a lot of people tend to forget about, like how good they are. Um, I know they kind of took a, a backseat during the majority of the Slippy era, but it's really cool to see them come back out and uh, show up for the Black Empowerment Mailing Invitational uh, number two. And um, again, like these, all these players are hitters, so it really speaks to volumes, you know, how highly regarded every single one of these players in this top eight are um you know i was watching the captain falcon round table brought out by golden guardians earlier this week and um all the falcons spoke incredibly highly of salt and um you know a uh, crestab gaming's and hard swap tv's own salt so i've seen a lot of salt i've commentated a lot on the crestab channel um so i've seen salt absolutely run people over and even saw something as crazy as he tweeted earlier this week that he got a literal perfect game of melee. He had four openings, four kills. Wow. The theoretical perfect game of melee where he hit someone and they died every single time. That's so and cool. I'm just We're like, summoning Salt. I need to hear that narration. <laughs> oh my God. Like, Salt, Salt's a freak, man. He's outrageously fast, so technical, so proficient, and he's going to be that next big Captain Falcon. I can fully expect that, and even the top Falcons are saying it. And of course, you know, the real thing in Flash, I could talk about them all night and shroomed top level talent, top 10 in the world for many, many years and still, you know, a top 30, top 40 level talent to this day and has been a consistent top level melee threat since the melee hit that esports title. And of course, Billy Bo Peep um, has been on the MIM top 100 rank at least once, maybe twice. Um, But I don't think anyone saw this level of upset like potential coming out of Billy this weekend, but we definitely were treated to quite a loser's run and quite a show from him. Great event for the weekend and a little bit of the bright spot amongst all the, I mean, overall, I would say negative discourse regarding the Evo announcement, the double down postponement. Although, like you said, the spin zone on double down is you're going to be able to go to that more likely than you were before and when it was sort of put on the back end of Genesis pound double down that was going to be tricky so here's hoping and then let's see to sort of get in the direction of wrapping up we can also talk about we can also talk about the anime corner a little bit that we had I like that (laughs) I need you to recommend it to me again because I didn't go back and listen to our episode as soon as I saw the announcement for Evo I was like oh no but you recommended a, a fun little short series to me that I would like to yeah. check out. So give me that name again. So yeah, that's death parade. It's Funimation. It's uh, the idea, the synopsis of the, the theme of the show. It's uh, a take on the afterlife where there is a, a person who's in the judgment protocol and they put two people in a situation where their true selves are put to the test, where they can display who they really are. And then they're decided whether to be, I believe it's reincarnated or sent to like eternal damnation, which is just basically a black void of emptiness where you that's, that's it. You're done sort of thing. And um, 
it's a really interesting take. Every single episode is very different. It's a different pair of people that come in to be judged and moral dilemmas and uh, morality and um, becomes questioned every single time. Like what does truly make someone evil? What makes someone good? Um, what decisions inherently show the true colors of humanity? And it's taken from a very interesting perspective. Of course, the animation style is great. And the opening theme is a banger. It's sick. It's uh, called Flyers, F-L-Y-E-R-S. You want to check that out. But yeah, it's, it's sick. It's a great track. Um, I, it's my favorite anime. I can't, I can't say too much more about it. And uh, if you guys... Uh, well, actually, we are re-recording, so no one saw. This will actually be the first anime corner of the week. So I'll have another recommendation for you guys next week. Awesome. So for me, I don't have an anime recommendation per se. I'll just use this opportunity like I did on our first recording that I was talking about getting the Frame 1 controller during the pre-order that came out last weekend. All the controllers for the Frame 1 sold out in less than three minutes, but I did manage to snag one in that three-minute window. Whew. Many disappointed people on the Discord. It is tough when you don't set that alarm, that reminder, and I'm like hounding my phone for 10 minutes. I'm doing practice runs through checkout, Hada, like just to make <laughs> sure that I know exactly. Get your clicks down. Yes. Well, yeah, that and also just knowing like, okay, they accept Apple Pay. Oh my gosh, that's going to make everything so much easier. Face recognition, mm. boom, bought. Anyway. Somebody messaged me and said, hey, I'll buy you a box controller because A, I think it's a better product. I think you should compare the two and B, you know, recommend recommend this to the people. So I'll, I will do my part in that. It's a, it's a graphic novel project called The Eternal Project or the, the Eternal. It's not The Eternals like Marvel. I'll link it in the description. Eternal Project. Basically... It's the question of what if God were on the, were on earth or whatever, you know, kind of actually not the same exact thing as death parade, but just the whole thing about what happens when supernatural things happen. That's probably the best mm -hmm. way to put it. I am not a big anime person myself. I stopped at full metal alchemist brotherhood, so I didn't really check it out all that much. So just go check it out. If you want to, I'll just leave it at that. Now to get in the direction of fully wrapping up here, I want to make sure that we give you the opportunity, Hada, to tell the people where to find you. For me, <laughs> socials are all there on the screen. I normally do the podcast of Bottom of the Smash Mountain. This is a small little extension. I wanted Hada, someone like Hada, you have come out of the, come out of the, out of the, not raffle. When I first posted, I want to have like a consistent co-host person. You put, you put the eyes emojis out there and then I got back to you. You got back to me. Here we are. So I really appreciate it. I love being able to interview people, but I also love having a regular person to bounce off of. Otto, it's been mm. super fun on our two official episodes, two unofficial right. episodes. It's been <laughs> great so far. So tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, I'm at HeyHada on all my socials. That's H-E-Y-H-A-D-A -E on Twitch and Twitter. Um, I stream anything from RuneScape to Melee to League to Pokemon, Shiny Hunting to casual games like scriblio with the all chat boys and also shout out to all chat esports they sponsor me and all my content creation and commentary um endeavors and um if you guys want something cool i'm planning on dropping a combo video literally tonight so i'm literally have one last clip to edit in and that's gonna be all good and ready to go so if you guys want to check that out it's gonna be on my youtube channel uh, you just have to type in, just go to your YouTube search bar and search up like Hada Peach and that'll probably pop up. It'll probably be in the description of here because I would be able to put this out somewhat quickly, but of course 
you have to they have to export the uh, the video and then i have mm. to do timestamps because i committed myself to doing timestamps <laughs> for this and i hate myself but <sighs> apparently timestamps help the algorithm i don't know somebody told me I that think they do. Mm -hmm. uh, so i am still gonna do them Somebody better comment down below. Aside from things that you want us to talk about on this upcoming week of what's happening with Hata and Mainly, you better tell me you like the fact that I use timestamps. Somebody needs to validate me. Okay, but that is all that we have for now. We'll catch you next week.